Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. Well, 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 well. Why do you have to celebrate Christmas? Because what do I lose? Jesus said, the Pharisees in uh, Matthew chapter 23 verse 20, 23 Woe to you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for you pay tithe of, of mint, anise and cumin Wow, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law justice, mercy and faith he said you have this you ought to do, justice, mercy, and faith, and not leave the others undone. But these are weightier than the others you are making noise about. You are making so much noise about, I don't celebrate Christmas. How about the winning of souls? If you are really serious about spirituality, I don't think you'll be focusing on things like Christmas because it doesn't take anything from you. Or celebrating it doesn't take anything from you or not celebrating doesn't add anything to you. That, that really doesn't mean anything. There are weightier matters that should not be left undone. If you can, let's start the conversation from there. Well, but Chris, Christmas is really not in the Bible. Jesus was not born on 25th December. It's, he wasn't born on 25th. Some people believe that that was when the angel came to visit Mary. Actually, when you look at, I think Second uh, Chronicles 24, somewhere there, it talks about how the priests should be rooted and sacrifice, uh, oh, sorry, and go into the temple to serve. And Zacharias ten was around. There, there, there were, there were, there were about 24, 24 orders of priests, okay, groupings, and then every uh, the, in the in the year, every one of them will have a ten. Every one of them. And Zachariah's group was eight in a year. So you can imagine, 24 divided by eight is three. So it's like a third, during the third part of the year, that's when Zacharias, right? Am I? I know this is mass, sorry. <laughs> 24. I need 24 people, please. 24. And so, um, Zachariah is eight. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. First, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And the rest of you, eight. So, eight, eight, eight. So, Zachariah is number eight. That means that a third of 24 divided by three is what? So, if you have 24, divide this by three. That's eight. Eight, eight. So if you start from here, by the time you get to the eighth, that's Zachariah. And that means that in the year, let's say January, February, March, so group your in two, in twos. Pairs. So January, February, March, April, May, June, July. August, September, October, November, December, 
So that means that what time is Zechariah 7? April, let's say, the fourth month of the year. It depends on which month, Jewish year, right? So let's say the Jewish calendar, let's say it starts from February. Let's say January. So the fourth month of the year. That was when he was seven, Zechariah, right? So it's around the fourth month towards the fifth month, just around the time. That was what, it was his turn to step, to go and serve, right? And where did he serve? You remember Luke chapter one, he was in the temple seven and an angel came and said, your wife will be pregnant. So it was around that time the wife got pregnant. And then Jesus was born 15 months after the wife got pregnant. I know you, are, you can't think. <laughs> when Mary conceived Jesus, Elizabeth was how many months? Six months pregnant. Luke chapter 1 verse um, 36. 36. Indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, also is conceived a son in her old age. And it's now six months. That was when Jesus was conceived. When Elizabeth was six months, Mary, how do you know? Because afterwards, she went to Mary's house. And when, sorry, Elizabeth's house. And when she saluted her, he said, the baby in your, that time, the conception. When did the conception take place? After Mary said, verse 38, be it unto me, according to your word. She accepted the word and conception took place. So she conceived when Elizabeth was six months pregnant. And obviously, nine months after six months, nine plus six, 15 months. So if you want to calculate really when Jesus was born, you have to start 15 months from here. Ah, is that, is that making sense now? So 15 months from, let's say, April, Next year, April will be what, 12 months? Plus another three months. So, but, but the Jewish calendar doesn't start with January. So, Jewish calendar usually starts around March, April. Kind of March, April. So, if you add about three months to July... You get, Jesus was born around October, September, October. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So, now, we, but, uh, just to let you know that when some people say Jesus is not born on uh, December, I say, yeah, 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 you know that already. <laughs> you know that. So, Christmas was a pagan festival. At least, thank God, it is not pagan max. <laughs> it's Christmas. So you are focusing on the Christ inside it. Uh, they can take the other one. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. What? It's interesting. It would be nice to study about this word. Because listen, it said that in the beginning was, was what? I was wondering, what was this word? Okay, 
How about that? He said, okay, I've not finished. He said, the word was with God. Oh, wow. God was not alone. The word was with God. What is this word about? The word was with God. He said, wow. I had the privilege of being with God. He said, it's amazing. So can you imagine? He said, somebody was with God, just them. When God was creating, the Bible says, in the beginning, there was something else. Something, there was something there in the beginning. The word was dead. And the word was with God. And he said, let me even take it further. The word was God. Oh, wow. So God was two or what? God had a brother. <laughs> the word was God. He didn't say the word was another God. The word was, God himself was the word. And the word, huh. he said, to get it more complex, everything was made. He says that all things were made through him. And without him was nothing made that was made. Anything that was made must be made. Anything that exists, exists through him. Everything. He said, without him, it was not made. Nothing was made that was made without him. He said, in him was life, and the life was the life of men, and the light shined in darkness. But then goes on to the verse 14, and he said, the word became flesh. Oh, God became flesh. The only thing that was with God, we found out that is God, and we found out that all things were made by him or through him. Now, that God, through whom all things were made, God became flesh. When did that, when did that happen? That's where Christmas is when God and man met. When God, for the first time, God became a full human being. That's why it's worth celebrating it. God became a human being. What are you looking for? What do you want here? You know, if, let's say you are an army officer and some prisoners of war, bad guys have been arrested and criminals and they have been put in a very bad place, dirty, smelly place and no light, no proper food, they wee and poo there. And, and then you, an army officer, decide that that's where you want to go and sit and relax. Ah. What, what, what are you doing here? This, but this is not a place. You can go to the officer's mess. You can go to a special place because you have access to everything. But why would you come here? Why would you do this? Why would, why, why would God choose to be like us? Why? Why? I, you can't understand this. It doesn't make sense. So it's like, but in the beginning, was the, word, the, word, the word was with God, and the word became flesh. For what? Why, why would you do this? What? God? Why? And what I did understand, he also, after that, decided to be on the cross with thieves. <laughs> what kind of God is this? Do you understand why people have a problem with our God? I mean, what, what kind of savior is this? A savior, crucified conqueror. A murdered savior. He couldn't even save himself. On the, on the cross. If you die, die with some good people, they were all praying and the building collapsed and killed them. Aha! He died amongst them. But you want to die, 
You die not because you are doing anything wrong, but you chose to die amongst criminals. Bible said, even the death on the cross. He humbled Ephesians, Philippians chapter 2, verse 7. Bible says that in 8. Bible says that he humbled himself and became obedient, even to the ah, being found in the appearance as man. He wasn't man initially. Found in the appearance, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Okay, he shouldn't be dying. But I said, okay, I will die. But now if you have accepted to die, why would you choose to die on the cross too? Death on the cross? Oh no, please don't go there. It shouldn't be. It started by becoming a human being because if he didn't become a human being, he couldn't die. So let's let's the only person who chose to be born. That's Jesus. He chose that's why we celebrate Christmas. He chose to be born. He chose. Okay, I'm going to be born. No, but no, no human being chose to be born. That's the mystery of Christmas. That deity creator becomes creature. You step out of your territory as a creator and become a creature. For what? What are you going to gain from that? And majesty in a weak baby. How can, what? This is a mystery, you know. The paradox of Christmas. Why would God make himself, turn himself, allow himself to become a baby? A baby who has to be carried. Very interesting. So, he chose to be born. So, when you look at the text in the New Testament, John said, okay, let's see when he, when he came in. So, Mark, Mark said, let's talk about it when he started his ministry. He was being baptized. But Matthew said, no, no, that's too late. Let's take it a bit further to when uh, you trace, trace him to Abraham. So Matthew traced him to Abraham. The father, Abraham is the father. If you can't be a Jew until Abraham is your father. So let's trace him. So Abraham is the father. Jesus Christ, the son of uh, uh, David, the son of Abraham. Wow. Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. The Luke said, I think we can even go further. Let's take his origin from Adam. Because Adam is a human being. Every human being comes from Adam. Abraham even came from. So let's take it further. So Mark said that let's let's start, let's start let's start the story from when he started his ministry when he was baptized. Matthew said no no let's take him to when Abraham God called Abraham. Abraham is the father. Luke said I think let's take it further to Adam. Then John said let's take it further. Let's take it further. Let's take it from the beginning. Ha! So John 1 1 said, In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was his day before everything. It wasn't like in the beginning the word began. He said, In the beginning, when the beginning was about to begin, it was yesterday. It's like, it's like these figures here. Did you bring them from the house? No. We came to meet it. When school reopens, they will come and meet it. Vacation. New students. They will come and be meeting it. It's there in the beginning. So before everybody came, he was there. 
John said, let's take him to the, from the beginning. So he didn't start from the beginning. He was there before the beginning. Woo! But Jesus, someone say Jesus. Jesus. Jesus was the name given to him when he was born. So in, <laughs> so in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, the angel told in a dream, told Joseph that he shall, he shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. So he said, he shall call his name Jesus. So before he was born, his name was announced that he will call his name Jesus. So when did he get the name Jesus? Huh? Why did he need the name Jesus? Because everybody who is born must have it. So if he had not been born, would this name be, have been necessary? So this is the name that was given to him when he was born. But he didn't exist when he was born. He was, he was before he was born. So before he was born, what was his name? <laughs> what was his name before he was born? What was his name? There was a pre-Socrates. Socrates, okay. Socrates, so pre-Socrates. There was a pre-Socrates philosopher. He was before Socrates. He's the father of modern science. He was called Heraclitus. Heraclitus. H-E-R-A. Clitus. Who is that? Who is Heraclitus? He was father of modern science. He taught his students in those days. He's, he's the main person behind science, you know, the developments. He taught his students that don't just take things. Observe things very well and ask questions why things are the way they are. So he taught them something called logic. Logos. You must, must think. That's why every brand of science has to have logic. Is that not so? Meteorology. Why the weather behaves the way it's behaving and how it's going to behave. You have to just ask. So every logic has to do I've taught this everybody. Logic has to do with why things behave the way they behave. The reason behind things. The chief reason behind everything. That's what Heraclitus taught his students. Think. So in those days, when you mention logos. You are talking about the main reason behind the behavior of things. The main reason behind everything. And he says that, he said, in the beginning was the Greek word, is, was the look. <laughs> in the beginning was the Greek word, is logos. Not Legos, please. <laughs> in the beginning was the logos. So he fed into the Intellectual understanding of the day. The reason why things existed in the beginning. Does that, uh, does that throw meaning on why everything that exists, exists through him? Because the, you, have, you must have a meaning for it. Oh! You must have a meaning, you must have a reason for your existence. In the beginning was the logos, was the way, the reason why everything came to exist. The reason why everything was created. There was nothing that was created without a reason. And the reason for your hair is Jesus. Oh. 
Someone said the Lugos. Say the Lugos. And one day, the Lugos said, I'm going to also become a creature. So verse 14, John chapter 1. And the Logos became flesh. Wow! That's what Christmas is about. That's what Christmas is about. So as soon as he was born, angels came. Angels. He wasn't born in winter. Why do you say that? Which, which shepherds will be lying by the field, on the field in winter? <laughs> Why shepherds wash their flocks by? They were on the fields in Luke chapter 2. The shepherds were on the field. They don't stay on the field in winter. So it wasn't winter. In the bleak mean winter. It's not true. <laughs> it wasn't in the winter. <laughs> and the angels, angels appeared to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2. Whilst they watched their flocks by night and said, Verse 11, I like that verse 11 so much. He said that there is born to you this day in the city of David, Savior. Wow! Who is Christ the Lord? He said, I bring you good news of great tidings, of great joy. Verse 10. He said, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, not only Jews. All people breaking good news. And so he was born. I'm running up. The main message was the logos, but let me just add a little bit. And you know, when he was born, it wasn't immediately after he was born because it would have they wouldn't have killed the children under two years old. In Matthew chapter two, Herod gave the instruction. Kill every child under two years. So that means that after when he asked them, When did you see the star? They calculated it would be about two years ago. They started traveling. To just to go and see Jesus. Two years journey. And you want just one hour journey to church. You are, pro- you are complaining. <laughs> two years. Because the, so Herod gave instructions that kill all male child under two years. The Herod, when he saw that they were, uh, he, he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry and he sent forth and put to death all male children who were in Bethlehem and in all the uh, uh, districts from two years old and under. And when you look at the story, it says that when they came into the house about the, the wise men, when they came into the house, they found the boy When they came into where the star, Bible said the star, when they had left Herod, the star started going ahead of them again. Matthew chapter 2. And the star, the star settled and stopped in the, over the house where the child and the mother was. So verse 9 said that when they, had, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. The young, not baby. The next verse. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child. Did you see that they always mentioned the child before the mother? It was about this child. It wasn't a normal child. 
It was a normal child. Uh, they saw the young child and his mother. And what did they do? Worship who? Did they, did they worship them? They didn't worship them. They didn't worship Mary. Their worship was for only him. And this him was a child. Wise, wise men traveled two years to come and just worship a child. This is not a normal child. No one, no one will worship a human being. They came and worshiped the child. Who do we worship? God. Even other, other cultures and religion that worship, whatever you are worshiping must be a deity. These guys came and when they saw the child, the Bible says that when they saw, saw the, they fell down and worshiped. Hey, great men. Now, when they say wise men, normally it gets a bit confusing. They are usually called magi. The magi were like big guys. They were not only three. Sometimes they travel in convoys and they have, like, one of them will have a whole lot of people who surround them and serve them, different people. So can, one can be traveling with over 50 people. Wow. They are big guys. Very big guys, like wealthy guys, important personalities. And Bible didn't tell us the number. They could have been five. They could have been two. They could have been ten of them. Because they saw the star from the east. They traveled to come and when they came to the house, can you imagine these important people? They came and saw the child, they fell down and worshipped the child. That's God for you. Worship the child. And they didn't only worship the child because, oh, look at this, because of my time. The mother and they fell down and worship. And when they had opened their treasures, when you come to church, what should you do? <laughs> Any worship that doesn't affect your treasure is not proper worship. It's, it's fake. That's why I'm happy some of you, after you got born again, something that you treasure very much, that, um, that boy. You really loved him, but you said, for Christ's sake, I'll let go. That shows you you're a genuine Christian. You treasure, it's not like he's done anything else. It's not like the girl, the girl has done anything, but he just decided that because of Christ, I want to worship. I open my treasure. I treasure this relationship, but it can go. I, there are relationships that sometimes you treasure that must go because it's not going to help your worship. Open your treasure. I don't know what you treasure. Some of you, you treasure your beauty. You treasure your status. You're very beautiful. You're very handsome. Girls like you. So, but when you become born again, you behave like you never, it doesn't exist. You leave that so you can worship. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some people should never be, are able to give. Yeah. Any worship that doesn't affect giving from your treasure is not authentic. The first example in the Bible was Cain and Abel. Cain brought things from the ground. Abel brought it from something that has blood. The best of his um, sheep or lamb. So, 
They opened their treasure. I don't know why Christmas you won't let the way that guy treated you. You know, you, you treasure the way, you treasure your pride. You don't want anyone to, they can do anything but if they cross the line on this one. And it's not like they cross Christ. They cross you. If they cross Christ, it's different. But they crossed you. They hate you. They said something and you said, no, I'll, this girl will never talk to her again. Christmas should remind you that come down. Yeah. Open your treasure. That th your pride that you treasure. The way you feel, your feelings which you treasure. Let's go. Open your treasure. Let it go. So, and fall down and worship. They opened their treasure and what did they bring out? Gold. Frankincense. And myrrh. That's why it's like the three kings come from. It's really three type of gift. It doesn't mean they were three. So that's where most of it is. The three wise men. It's never three. So they brought gold. What did they bring out? Gold. What did they bring out? Gold. For the last time, what did they bring out? Gold. Are you learning something at all? So they opened their treasure. And they brought out gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let's all say that together. When you study the scriptures very carefully in the Old Testament, you always find Solomon's days, the gold was nothing. When you go to Buckingham Palace, you see the gate. Most of it is gold. The scepter is gold. When you read the Bible very carefully, you come, you come across the crown is gold. gold. Gold is for kings. Gold is for kings. These great men brought him gold. They said, this child is a king. That's why they went to the palace, Herod, and they said, where is born the king of the Jews? We have seen his star and we have come to worship him. For them to say worship, you don't worship a king. He's not coming to pay. They knew that this king is God. <laughs> the word became, I can't hear you. The word became, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. King. So that's why they brought gold. Because gold is for kings. To signify that this child is a king. Say gold. And what else did they bring? Usually, myrrh is used to, when people die, for embalmment. It's very strong. It has some, so, so that when you go around the dead body, you don't, you don't smell the stench. So, myrrh is a very special type of um, commodity that is used to apply it into places that are not very sightly. The humanity. Humanity. You know, if you don't, uh, uh, your room. You know your room. Yeah. Especially when, when, when you go into a room of someone, if the room is not too big, but someone who has been unwell for a long time and they've been bedridden, it has a particular smell. Because the humanity. So, the Mare signifies the humanity of Jesus. They brought him mare to say that in your humanity, Bible says in um, Philippians chapter 2 that he, verse, verse 6, 7, 
Bible says that he took upon himself the form of a servant. The six says that even though he was, who being in the form of God, did not count it robbery, uh, consider it robbery to be equal with God. But verse seven, but made himself of no reputation, took off the form of a servant and became in the likeness of men, men. The word became flesh. You see, the Bible speaks with one voice. This, the word became flesh. Is there. He became flesh in the likeness of man. So when they they were they came to worship a king who is man, who is human. So they brought Mary for his humanity. How about the frankincense? We study very carefully in scriptures. Incense is for God, for worship. Then the incense, sweet aroma, sweet incense, revelation, and the incense before God. Incense. So they brought gold for king, mare for humanity, incense for God. They said, this child is king, is God, and is man at the same time. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And let me, let me add this as a runner. When they went to... He, what was the, 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 the oh, I, I left this out. Should I bring that in? Okay, let me bring this in before I talk about the body is a good answer. But you know, um, the formation of Jesus in the womb of Mary. How scientifically? How did it happen then? Was it that that God just puts something and created out of nothing in the womb of Mary and created started new creation called Jesus? Without Mary, Mary's involvement. If that was the case, then Jesus would not be human. Because he won't have humanity. But he was human. So that means that he had Mary's humanity. So Mary's DNA, if you check Jesus' DNA, you see Mary, you find Mary's uh, DNA. Was there. It, it, you, you can tell that that's the matter. So God didn't just start something new in a womb. Other than that, Jesus wouldn't be human. He took the humanity from Mary. All right, so how, how did God do it? X, Y chromosome. Yeah. Now, the Y chromosome, which is for huh? males. And the X is for? So all God has to do is genetic modification. It will look like that. Take, you know, the X has got one small leg again. If you remove the one small leg, <laughs> is it also? If you remove one of the legs of the X, you get Y. Simple genetic modification. So then, if God did genetic modification, that means that the child will have the human from Mary, but it's just human. But if God Himself Forms, he made his word into a sperm. And that divine sperm fertilizes a human egg. Oh. Then you could see that this child had the divinity and at the same time had the humanity. Then you can understand. And the word became So it didn't change. The word didn't change. It was the word, but still in flesh. 
So then you can see, you see flesh walking, but it's not a normal flesh, 100% flesh. However, it was also 100% the word. It's not like the word has reduced. It's the full word has become full flesh. Full word, full flesh. The word became flesh. And when it became flesh, the name of the word that became flesh is Jesus. Ah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! When did the word become flesh? The day, Christmas day was the day the word that has become flesh was born. No wonder angels have to come and sing. This is amazing. God has become humanity. The creator has become creature. Wow! Jesus! The son of the father. And yet, he was the son of his mother. Humanity and divinity fused together. And you still, you can't, without mixture, so you can't say the human nature has become special. Neither can you say the divine nature has become special. This is what I'm trying to say, bring your attention. When the child was born, if there was something unique about him, they wouldn't have said, kill all the children. Because you can't spot him. You know when they wanted to arrest Jesus? They said, where is he? He looked so much like us, you can't distinguish him from us. When he was born, he should have had a halo. Jesus never had a halo. Should have had, or the eyes should have been blue. Or not blue, even purple. Purple eyes. When you look at the eyes, your heart must sink. He was so normal, you can look at him and slap him and not feel anything. He, he was so normal. That's what he said. When the word became flesh, he didn't become super flesh. He became actual flesh, flesh of flesh. So normal that they never, that's why when he said, I'm God, they took his nonsense. You, who do you think you are? We know, we know, we know you already owe it to you. Because the problem was, if he had come like God, we would have been running away. No, 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 you can't. When you see, ah! The angel who came to announce his birth had to tell the people, don't be afraid. When they saw angels, how much more you see God? That's what the Bible said. No man can see God and live. But this God who cannot be seen decided to be a human being. A human being, the Christmas story. A human being, the Christmas story. A human being, the Christian story. A human being, the Christmas story. A human being. Shout hallelujah! Before he was called Jesus, he was the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt up. Look at verse 14. Let's read it aloud. Let's go. His life, his, the things he was teaching, the life he lived was, lived was so pure. We saw it. We couldn't deny it. Just that he looked so much like us, we thought he was one of us. But there was something as well. The glory that he carried. Not a glory that when you see from afar is shining. But when he speaks, they bring a criminal to him. He said, I, can't, I don't condemn you. Full of grace. He was very gracious to everybody. Even those who were killing him, he said, forgive them. Ah! The word became flesh 
and dwelt amongst us. And we saw the glory. Gold, frankincense, and may. They went to Egypt afterwards, right? That was a carpenter. He stopped his business because he had to run away. Herod wanted to kill the child. Matthew chapter 2. When they were living as migrants in Egypt, where did they get the money from? They traveled with gold, frankincense, and may. <laughs> That's what they used to survive in Egypt. God had made provision already. Did you receive something? God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Carriage Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Carriage Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Carriage on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.